Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Angry Environmentalist. I'm glad you guys all came back to listen to this next episode. Today's podcast is going to be focused on fast fashion and I have a guest speaker, Julia Carrado. As an environmentalist, I'm always trying to stay as up to date as I can and as knowledgeable as I can to help the planet. But when it comes to the fast fashion industry and stuff, I am very, very behind on that. That's why I'm bringing in Julia, who's extremely knowledgeable in the fast fashion world, and she's done some schoolwork on that as well, which is amazing. So I'll give you a little bio about her. Julia is an environmental studies student going for her master's in environmental policy. We're actually in the same program, which is pretty cool. She's involved in environmental advocacy movements, especially when it comes to the slow fashion movement that we will be discussing today. She is currently focused on her thesis, which is involving the popularity of slow fashion movement on her college campus. So, Julia, you want to say hi? Hi, everybody. (laughs) I I can't with you. The drive-in today was beautiful. There was no drive-in today. The drive-in today was from my bedroom to the living room because Taylor and I are roommates. Everybody, if you didn't know. know. Oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah, we're a little bit of a mess, but, you know, love it. Okay, so we're going to get right on into the questions. Um, so, Julia, can you tell us a little bit about, like, what exactly is fast fashion? Yeah, so fast fashion is um, essentially fashion that follows this this business model of producing garments um, that are that are trendy and, and cheaply made at breakneck speed to match um, the, the the rapidly changing catwalk styles. So these are these are you know popular brands most people. I would say most most malls and stuff carry these brands, um, and they're often made um, uh, overseas um, using uh, micro like uh, microplastic synthetic fibers, um, which are not good for the environment. Um, the waste that they produce is also not good for the environment, and uh, the energy that is required for production of this this constant output of clothes is not good for the environment. And it's also an, an ethical issue, aside from an environmental sustainability issue. It's an ethical issue because the workers that um, are creating these garments overseas are usually not paid a fair wage, um, and they're working in unsafe conditions. There's obviously a lot of aspects of fast fashion that you can see that is um, unsustainable and unethical, but it is the you know reigning popular fashion um, outlet for most people and both that's also because most people are uninformed about it so I guess that's you know that's what we're doing here today you know we can get into all of these different aspects of it um, yeah. later in the podcast but that's a little bit of a brief overview yeah so it's, it sounds like there's a lot of like it's not just people think oh you're buying clothes and you're over purchasing and that's why but it's also like oh yeah a no. bunch of different yeah, things it's, under it's, it. it's an inter- intersectional issue in, in so many ways yeah that's wow thank you for that uh, little brief yeah, brief. Nothing, nothing I do is brief. That was very long for a uh, summary, but that's that's just me. So I can't with you. But uh, okay, so next one. Um, what is so? There's fast fashion, and now I've heard the word slow fashion. Can you tell yes. us like so what that is? Slow fashion is this movement. Um, it's essentially the antithesis of fast fashion. It's risen. You like my word antithesis? antithesis yeah, I don't yeah. actually know if that's how that word's pronounced. Is it antithesis? It's antithesis. It's not antithesis. Because I've heard someone say antithesis once, and I didn't want to tell them that it was wrong because I wasn't sure. And I'm, I'm still not sure. But I think it's antithesis. Anyway, okay, slow fashion is, is opposite, is what I'm saying. It's opposite of the fast fashion 
um, industry. It's essentially creating clothes that, um, or not, not just creating clothes, but obtaining clothes and using clothes in a way that is more ethical and environmentally sustainable. So that would be, you know, buying used clothes, upcycling clothes you already have, and also being resistant to trends, um, you know, and these hyper pieces that have, you know, you go into Forever 21 and you see like a bodysuit with a picture of hot Cheetos on it. I really don't think that that's going to be popular in five years from now, you know. So it's buying clothes that are, you know, more resistant to trends that are sturdier, they're going to last you a long time, and focusing on on really not consuming where you don't have to and not wasting where you don't have to. So like I said, buying used, obtaining used clothes, using what you already have, upcycling, um, all of that. And when you do obtain new clothes, try to obtain them from more ethical um, sources. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like sounds like the opposite of what you see on like social media and people are all like, oh, I got my like yeah, Princess Polly. <laughs> I mean, fast fashion has absolutely been um, perpetuated by social media. I mean, all of these, you go on YouTube and TikTok. I mean, I don't, I don't, <laughs> we talk about this all the time. I don't have TikTok. I like think, you know, there's some tweet that's like people who don't have TikTok think they have a PhD in maturity. And that's me. I think I have a PhD in maturity because um, I don't have TikTok. Um, but you see all these, I see YouTube all the time where it's like, oh, I went, to, I did this like haul. Haul is a big thing where people just get like, uh, you know, a ton of clothes yeah. and people are constantly TikTok. I feel like these social media has, um, has quickened the pace of of trends uh, coming in and out of of cycle. You know, when you go to look at the seventies, the seventies are defined by a pretty specific. The entire decade is defined by a pretty specific um, trend. Yeah, or pretty specific trends. Now we are seeing micro trends thanks to you know all of these different influencers and all this different sharing of information. And mm -hmm. I know that these there's brands that are so popular now. For you know, they they buy into these trends and their brands like Shein, mm -hmm. which I'm fully calling out that brand Shein on this thing. I'm I'm sorry if you get like sued or copyrighted or something. I don't even know how this stuff works, but though you know those kinds of brands, they're if something costs five dollars, if if you're buying a bikini, costs five dollars, you know, and it's new. It's I'm telling you right now, it's not it's not good quality. It's not you know it's not made ethically at all. You know because how much you pay somebody for that to only cost $5, how much did you pay that person to make it? Yeah. You know? Oh, um, and, uh, you know, but they're trendy. They're really trendy and they're really cheap. And you don't want to pay a lot of money for something that you're not going to wear and after, you know, three three wears of it. You yeah. Know? So that, you know, TikTok has, and, you know, influencers and all that stuff has definitely um, perpetuated this uh, fast fashion industry. And uh, this fast fashion kind of, I guess you could call it a trend, you know? It's, yeah. It's it's a system, but it's also a trend. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I hundred percent agree. It's I I always see that on TikTok and stuff, and I'm always like, oh, now I think of you. I'm like, oh you think yeah, of me because like, like, we sit here because we sit here on our couch, and all I do is, is badmouth <laughs> social media because I think I'm I've, you know holier than thou. I, <laughs> I, I do. I really do. It's, it's true. It's no, but it's all true stuff. So. Yeah. We could get into the the, uh, the problems of social media for, for hours. Yeah, that's, <laughs> for a, hours. that's a whole different one. But, you know, like I said, it's intersectional. So that's one, you know, that's one part of it. Yeah, 100%. Um, so next question. Can you give, like, some examples of fast fashion stores that we all shop at that people should be mindful when they go there? Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I 
it's all over really and it's yeah. it's just people don't know i mean the the first one that comes to mind always is yeah. forever 21 yep because you walk into forever 21 and yep. you know what i'm talking about with the trends you walk yep. into forever 21 and you're like who the hell is gonna wear that like you know i you know all the pieces are like they're just sequined and you know there's yeah. always and there's every time you walk into forever 21 there's new stuff yeah you know oh, yeah. and that's just the main one that i think of because i feel like everyone's got it in their mall but there's plenty of things that are are, are you know built on the same uh, business model as as forever 21 zara i love zara zara i don't even know about but Zara, I love that store. I love Zara. Yeah. I still I go to the store and I'm like, oh my god, this stuff looks so cute, you know. But I I do know that they have been accused many times of um, unethical business practices, yeah. and their um, garment workers have expressed, you know, working in unsafe conditions. Uh, and you know, it's it's not an ethical store. Um, H and M. Okay, I mean, pretty much most. Unless there is a, you know, these stores and these outlets and these malls, I would, I would say usually unless there is an indication that these um, stores are practicing um, sustainable and ethical um, fashion production and, and business practices, you can reasonably assume they're fast fashion because usually most of these stores that aren't, they're going to want to brand mm -hmm. and market and promote that they're sustainable and that mm -hmm. they're ethical, mm -hmm. you know? So, you know, most... Most, I think most, you know, TJ Maxx, most yeah. stores that you can get something for really cheap. Just think about it before you, you know, before you buy it. Yeah. So it also sounds like the best way to almost be sustainable is, oh, we, people always say thrift shop, go buy secondhand and all this stuff. But it also sounds like it's, don't get things that you don't need. Yes, you know, you don't absolutely. Need no, yeah, exactly. That's, that's the, and the core of the slow fashion, most every single sustainability movement, the forefront of it is... Um, is some sort of at its core belief, some sort of notion of anti-consumption. Mm -hmm. You know, don't don't use what you don't have to use. Only only use what you need. Yeah. You know, that's the best way that you can um, be sustainable in any in any capacity. Yeah. You know, so that's the same thing in general sustainability movement. You've always heard people in like this eco-friendly world say, you know, instead of buying new sustainable mm -hmm. items, already use the items that you have, use them up, even if they're unsustainable, you yeah. know? So that, that's always been, you know, it's, it's consumption, reducing your consumption is number one on yeah. every sustainable front, including fast fashion. Yeah. But, you know, and, and thrifting is also reducing your consumption, but don't thrift if you don't need yeah, the clothes, if you, you don't know? need it, yeah. You replace what you already need. That's also how, it's also easier for your closet because, when you when you buy stuff that you don't need, you're not buying replacements for things or filling holes in your wardrobe for things that you're actually going to wear. That's how you end up with stuff you don't actually wear, and then you feel bad about it. Yeah. And you know you, you have your your drawers are cluttered, and you and you're like looking at all of your clothes, and you have like miles piles of clothes and mounds, and you're like, oh, I have nothing to wear. Yeah. And then you're surrounded by clothes. That's how yeah. you get into that situation. You you avoid that by by. Don't, don't getting what you don't need. Don't get what you don't need. Don't avoiding go shopping. Yeah, and exactly. And and that again with the social media, you can avoid the, the ads and the things that sell you. You need this. Do, do you need it? You know. Yeah. And um, you know, shopping out of boredom and and yeah. stuff like that. You know that that feeling of of buying a new uh, sweater or buying something online or getting getting you know when you go to the store and getting that piece of clothing it's like an instant gratification but it's not a it's not sustainable no you know so it's gonna you're just gonna want it more and more yeah and that's how you get again to that situation yeah but yeah that's the forefront of soul fashion is definitely um anti-anti not consuming yeah you need. 
Not getting what you need. Stay yeah. away from trends. And yeah, and if you have in. an item of clothing, like I said upcycling item, clothing items, if you have an item that you um, you don't want to wear anymore, see how you can make yourself want to wear that item yeah. before you before you think to get rid of it. Because yeah. it's also on the waste end. Yeah. You know, not just the, the production end. It's also on, you know, there's a huge carbon footprint to the clothes that go to landfills. Yeah. Pile up in this, these landfills. It's yeah. a huge carbon footprint, you know. So... How how can you avoid that? You know, how can you make this piece of clothing last longer? Yeah. Can you can you can you cut it up? Can you resew it? Can you paint it? Yeah. Can you turn it into something else? Donate it. You know, it's also creative and it's also fun. You know, yeah. but yeah, donating it is you know then that's the second that's the second rung of that. that if you step, can't, right? yeah, if you yeah. can't repurpose exactly, donate. and then yeah, donate it or you know you could even sell it online. Plenty of people. That's a whole big thing now, right? Yeah, which I'm yeah. sure we'll, we'll discuss. Yeah, of course. <laughs> But I also, I remember going to like back to co- like college. Everyone moved out. The garbage rooms were filled, and I was like, "Let's just like go dumpster diving. Let's see what's in there." And you came with me, and I remember yeah. we went in, and there were oh clothes everywhere. All these new shoes, like Nikes and like Sperry's. There was all yeah. these nice shoes there, and people just threw them out. And we went through it, and it's kind of gross, but like <laughs> we went through yeah, it. Yeah, but there's also there's that's also I mean I think that's personally yeah. part of the these types of movements are destroying those stigmas, right? It's gross to not get new clothes or, or mm. constantly buying new things and having new things and cycling out of things is somehow high end, yeah, and is somehow means that you're at the top of society and you're high class, and it mm. doesn't. Yeah, I mean it's just proven by you know those designers, right? Yeah. Gucci, Versace. Those things are made to last, right? When you buy one of those bags, they say you're making an investment. So clearly, if you want to be high class, if you want to be high end, if you want to be cool, then keeping things for as long as possible, upcycling things, getting things that were thrown out, mm-hmm. is is a good should should reasonably logically be a good thing. Yeah, you know. So I'm totally against that stigma that you know. Obviously, if you're d- d- Diving into a dumpster outside and you're getting trash juice all over you. It's a little gross, but we're going into the school, you know, the school dorm yeah. where people just nicely placed their yeah. their used fans outside, and yeah. now we got a bunch of fans. I, I I don't see how that's a loss for us. No, hundred <laughs> percent. You know, yeah, I was saying like gross is yeah, like yeah. going in the garbage. Into the, yeah, exactly. Stepping on like a half eaten Pringle. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we did find a Pringle box, which but they were close. But whatever, <laughs> <laughs> nobody opened it. It's still in the plastic. <laughs> reuse, reduce, recycle. Exactly. But, um, exactly. And that's that's food waste. We'll find somebody else for that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I can't with you. I can't with you. Okay. Um, so next one. Uh, so this is a longer kind of question, but a lot of people shop at places like we just talked, like Forever Twenty One, TJ Maxx. Um, because there are cheaper and more affordable options. So mm-hmm. this issue of fast fashion almost seems to become an environmental injustice issue as mm-hmm. people who can't afford to go to places like Gucci and places that just unnecessarily cost so much money. Um, yeah, they rely on these cheap clothing options. So what are, like, how do these people and pe- like people like us in college who can't afford to go to yeah. Gucci and people yeah. who are low income, how do they afford to shop environmentally friendly? Yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying because these, there's been a rise in the slow fashion movement of slow fashion brands. So these brands are, you know, Reformation, Everlane, which brands that I love, but brands that are very expensive and, mm-hmm. and rightfully so because they're, they have transparent supply chains. They're taking, you know, um, extra precautions to reduce their carbon footprint and they're also paying their workers fair wages. So that's why those things cost that much. Mm-hmm. But I, I understand that, you know, not everyone 
a lot, a lot of people, a ton, ton of people cannot afford that. Yeah. And um, I also want to point out beforehand that it, it, this is an environmental justice issue on both ends. So people who can't afford these slow fashion brands are on, on, on our end, you know, here in America. But on the other side, there's the people who are creating the fast fashion clothing. So we do buy into the fast fashion clothing. We are buying into an environmental justice issue somewhere else where mm-hmm. garment workers who are largely women are um, working in unsafe conditions, getting paid unfair wages. Mm-hmm. You know, again, intersectional issue. That's a, that's a, that's a huge human rights and women's rights, environmental um, and ethical injustice mm-hmm. on that fast fashion side. But but still, it's 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 a totally justified question. How do people, um, you know, afford to live a slow fashion lifestyle when they're um, low income? And yeah. uh, like I said, first of all, upcycling your clothes, um, rewearing you know things that you already have. And like I said, there's this whole, there's a, there's this whole thrifting, you know, movement now, which there's all these different facets of it. But at the end of the day, thrifting, Goodwill, Salvation Army, they have always been there. And there's, like I said, there's so much waste. There's so many people that are getting rid of clothes, you know, and those clothes don't have the same resale value, not by a long shot, you know? So instead of going to to Forever 21 paying $15, which is, is relatively cheap, go to Goodwill and pay $5 for the same shirt that somebody wore twice and yeah. didn't want anymore, you know? Yeah. So that is always an option. Like I said, of course, there's, you know, we're experiencing, mm-hmm. there's always facets uh, to everything and, and, and issues with everything. But that that is always, always a great um, option. I also do want to point out that there's, financially and economically, there's always a short-term cost and a long-term cost. So when you're going to, let's say you're going to pay, $20 for something, you know, $20 for a pair of jeans from Forever 21 and you're going to get that pair of jeans five times because the button keeps breaking or mm. whatever. You know, that's, you know, you're paying $100, <laughs> yeah. right, for the pair of jeans five times. If you just paid $100 up front for one pair of jeans that might last you longer, yeah. it's the same cost. Yeah. You know, obviously some people can't afford to to live their lives that way. But if you can, sometimes, you know, pay, paying a higher price up front uh, yeah. may save you in the long run. That's, you know, but I, again, I, I do suggest upcycling, thrifting, um, and just be, being mindful. You know? Yeah. Being, yeah. Cause I know there's also, I was reading somewhere that, um, they were talking about how now people are, the, the thrifting movement has been kind of taken by yeah. people who are of higher economic, like, status that can yeah. pay more but choose to go thrifting because it's trendy you know the mm-hmm. trend has yeah, become yeah, yeah. Fa- uh yeah thrifting yes. now. and that's an issue yeah. absolutely that's an issue i think the the the, the part of that is that that is, that is such an issue because like i said there is such an excess of clothing that people want to get rid of first of all people need to more be more mindful of donating clothes and not you know setting them immediately throwing them out and sending them to landfills when they can be reused but also, I, I think the problem with th- this issue that you're talking about is this resale trend, mm-hmm. thrift flipping, which is like a big thing on the internet right now, um, and um, re- re- reselling clothing. It's a big trend right now to go for people who can already afford clothes to go to thrift stores and um, buy clothes and then sew them a little bit or or, you know, up, you know, change a little bit about them and then resell them for double the price on an online mm-hmm. store like Depop or eBay or Poshmark. You know, that's a huge trend right now that people who already have money can make money buying. And they go to the store and they're not just buying for themselves. So they're, they're buying out, you know, a ton of stuff in Goodwill because they're buying it to sell, mm-hmm. you know, to make a profit off of. And, you know, people 
people are doing the it's it's it, it keeps you know goodwill there's like lying out the door of like teenagers who want to buy a ton of clothes and and sell them so first of all when you see that avoid it <laughs> yeah. you know um it's hard obviously on 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 apps like depop and in this online space but you know um if you're doing that, stop it. <laughs> stop it right now, okay? <laughs> but, um, you know, um, that's, I think, the, the, the core of the issue. <laughs> you, you like crying? <laughs> that's how I talk to Taylor all the time. I mean, until Taylor does something. Taylor, stop it. Stop it. I'm the angry environmentalist. You, you are the angry no, environmentalist. No, I put the angry in environmentalist. You do. You do. It's, it's, and Taylor, you really stop do. it. But... Um, that's something, you know, I also don't, I, I, if you can afford it, I mean, we have to be honest about what we can and can't afford, you know, if you can afford it, don't, I, personally, I don't shop at Salvation Army. Yeah. I don't, I don't, and I hope, you know, if I, if I'm in the same financial boat that I am now for the rest of my life, hopefully I, I, I won't ha ever shop at Salvation Army because I don't, I, that, those clothes are not for me. Yeah. Those clothes are not for me. Yeah. Those clothes are, are for people who, who need those clothes. And I understand. I, I've, I've met other people who say, well, I've donated. I donate my clothes to Salvation Army. So I feel like then I can go and get the clothes. No. That's not how that works. Okay? Yeah. That's not how donation works. Um, you donate something. It's not a trade. It's a donation. So you're, you're donating something that goes in your heart without looking to get anything back from it. If you're looking to trade, go online and trade clothes. Mm -hmm. And if you can afford it, there's a difference between, I think this is also good to note for people who can afford it versus people who are low income. If you're looking for trendy clothes and you're looking for cool clothes to buy because people like this whole thrift thing, go to consignment shops, mm -hmm. not thrift stores. Goodwill, yeah. Salvation Army, those are, are thrift stores. Consignment shops like, you know, um, Beacon's Closet, L Train Vintage, Buffalo Exchange, those are really popular in New York City, I know. Mm -hmm. uh, those are, you know, clothes that are more, more fashionable, you know, rather than, than functional. And if you're looking for cool clothes that are going to match your style, match your trend, you're going to find them there. And they might be a little bit more expensive, but they're still going to be cheaper mm -hmm. than at the mall or at the, the store where you're buying them new. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a nice middle ground. I love consignment shops. There's also always local consignment shops, you know, besides yeah. those big chains. And that's where I shop and I get a lot of my clothes. And not for anything, I'd like to think that I have pretty good style. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You do. Yeah. She so, has good style. Thank you. Thank you, Taylor. I was looking at her and I was like, you better... You better say I have good style on your podcast. Yeah, I don't have good style, though. <laughs> no, you do. We go, sh we go shopping together. We go shopping together. In uh, good places to go. Not a yeah. fast fashion. Yeah, no, we don't go shopping. Imagine we got off this podcast and we were we like, just you want to go to Forever 21. Let's go to Forever 21. Yeah, Let's no. go <laughs> Forever 21 and no, buy yeah, all yeah. their clothes. But yeah, thrift stores are usually nonprofits, and and they're, they're you know, doting these clothes for a cost. Mm -hmm. Consignment shops are for profit so they're curating their clothing and and mm -hmm. it's you know it's gonna and they're still gonna be cheaper than new clothing so i mean that was a long-winded answer but you know consignment shops um not re avoiding this whole resale issue stop reselling clothing and stop buying into clothing resale and instead buying straight from the source usually at consignment shops and allowing people who need to use thrift stores to use thrift stores you know? awesome yeah um, okay, so another one. Where do you kind of see this fast fashion movement going? Or not movement, this fast, uh, slow fashion movement, the yeah. fast fashion issue. Where do you see it going? How do you see us fixing this on a larger scale? Yeah. I know that's a big, like, loaded like, question. Where, yeah, yeah. We were like, where, does this, where do you want this fast fashion movement to go? I was like, down the toilet. <laughs> you know, I didn't want it to go anywhere. But, yeah. um, I mean, uh, 
I hope that consumers will move towards slow fashion enough to create considerable demand for it, you know, mm. enough demand to drive mm -hmm. out fast fashion, which we're already seeing happening. And that's just going to happen with more education, more awareness, and, like, you know, the, the power of the dollar vote is a really underrated thing. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I, I think we can do it. And I think, you know, we could try to move to create something more circular. There's always talks of circular economy, which is a situation that I'm not an expert on. I mean, I'm not even an expert on this. I... <laughs> You've done a lot of research. I'm not even an expert on this. I just really like to talk about it. Um, you know, but um, this whole circular economy um, deal, this could be a facet of it, you know, where we're creating more, something more circular in that we're using and reusing and only buying new when we need it. Mm -hmm. You know, when we buy new, it's going to last and it's going to go back into the use and reuse cycle. If we can make the fast fashion, fast the fashion, not the fast fashion industry, but yeah, that's part of it. If we could make the fashion industry more circular in that sense, that would be golden. Yeah, and I believe that we can. I I believe you know the dollar vote is powerful, and um, you know policy also mm. uh, in this sense can be powerful. And um, yeah, I have I have total optimism that we can forge that path. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I hope I hope we can. Um, but I have one more question before we wrap it up. Um, this one's kind of throwing it at you, so sorry about that. Great. But it's more of about, I know you talked about when we discussed this a while ago about how, the, something about fiber, microfibers you were talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, I would love to talk about that. Yeah. Um, because like I, when, I, when I rambled on about what fast fashion is in the first place, I know I, I talked about all of these different facets, and I know the people I was listening to this are like, whoa, girl. Girl, slow <laughs> down. What are you talking about with microplastics? Um, so microplastics are teeny, teeny. So there's synthetic fibers that a lot of clothes are made of because they're cheap. Um, they're they're really cheap to use. There's a bunch of I'm there's a bunch of them. Just Google synthetic fibers, but um, they're made of you know they're made of plastic and other synthetic fibers. And um, they're uh, the microplastics, when you wash... Stop laughing at me. I'm sorry. Because I, I didn't even... Because I'm just talking for like five minutes. I didn't even get to the, what <laughs> microplastics are yet. I'm a hard, I don't know why you invited me on this podcast. This is going to be the longest podcast in history. But um, <laughs> microplastics, basically when you wash these, these, these clothes with these synthetic materials, um, little teeny, teeny, tiny pieces of plastic shed off. And they mm -hmm. go into our... They eventually find their way from your laundry into our water bodies. Um, and microplastics come from anything. Anytime you throw out plastic and it breaks down, it breaks down, it breaks down, it, it doesn't fully break down. It breaks down into these little teeny tiny plastics that you can't see with your eye, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and they get into our water bodies. And um, that's very bad for many reasons, obviously. Yeah. It's plastic in the water. Yeah. And they're so tiny that this is the creepiest thing, I think. This is crazy, but it's also why I love to say it. You know, the, the fish eat them. Mm -hmm. And then something else eats the fish. And then we eat the something else, and now the microplastics inside us because yeah. it doesn't break down, you know. So if we just continually produce these microplastics, they don't break down. So while they're tiny, they are going to have a big effect, you know, when they're all compiled. And um, I think there's a ton of research out there on on what how much microplastics the average person already has inside yeah. them because you know, and it sucks because I love sushi, man. <laughs> I love sushi so much. Stop buying things with, with microplastics in it so that I can eat your sushi and not feel weird. 
Well, it's also, that also gets into vegetarian and veganism. Yes, and that'll be another podcast. Yeah, but, but that's another example of, of how powerful dollar vote is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because five years ago, there was oh, no yeah. beyond no beyond no. what is it? The Whopper was Be- the burger. Yeah, game. beyond Whopper. You know, like um, that type of stuff. Which I, I think we can see fast fast fashion going downhill in the fast fashion industry, kind of taking that turn the same mm. way um, vegetarianism vegetarianism and veganism has. But yeah, the, the, the microplastics thing is is um, is quite an annoying issue. And it's, it's definitely one of those big environmental facets of fast fashion. That's a problem. Yeah. And there are slow fashion brands, there's a brand I love called Girlfriend Collective, that recycle plastic and make it into new clothing. And so that clothing mm. also sheds microplastics, but what I do what they do that I love is there's like a bag that they give you that you wash the clothes in the bag. Mm. And the bag is supposed to catch the micro. Yeah, it might not catch. I don't I don't not know if all, it's proven but... to catch all of them, but it's still a great effort to um, mitigate uh, the microplastic issue. So. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, so um basically we're going to wrap it up right now. Um some of the thing with kind of a summary of what we talked about um ways ways we can end fast fashion and how we can individually fix it is like we mentioned um their shopping are going to consign stores mm-hmm. um but again not buying things you don't need buying things that you need um, yeah. not falling into those trends that you see on social media i know it's really addicting but you yeah. don't need to look like the people yeah. on social media because yeah, it's exactly. all fake yeah curate your style yeah. And and buy and if you don't have your style then then carry things that you know are not gonna go out of style. Mm-hmm. Stick to try to stick to again thrift shopping or if you can afford to go and shop at a place that produces sustainable clothing, you can go yeah. there like Reformation Reformation. Yeah, or, if you need new because yeah, yeah. obviously you I need mean new. some people you know who I don't wanna buy used undies at this point. I'm not comfortable with it. Some people are. But I buy, you know, my undies from a sustainable company. So, you know, stuff so, like yeah. that. But, yeah, everyone has their thing. Um, so doing doing things like that. Um, what else did we talk about? Anything else? Um, for we, talked about, whew, we talked about plenty of things. <laughs> about but, yeah, basically what fast fashion is. Um, doing your research. If, you, yeah. if you're looking at a place and you want to buy clothes from them um, and you say, oh, they say they're eco-friendly or environmentally friendly and sustainable – Look up. Make sure. Yeah, make sure because that's again that gets into greenwashing and that's a whole nother a whole nother topic. But um, yeah, see, make sure they're see not if making... their supply chain is is, is yeah. decently transparent. Yes, what their carbon emissions are if they're reporting things like this, if they're reporting what the wages of their garment workers make, things like this. Usually less information. Um, you'd err on the side that maybe that place is less uh, trustworthy or yeah. less ethical. Why, why don't they want to tell you? Yeah. You know, What do they not have what to be they, proud of? What are they hiding? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you have nothing to hide, then they would show yeah. us. And what else did we talk about? Consignment shops um, versus thrift stores. Upcycling. Upcycle, mm-hmm. upcycle. Reuse things you already have. Yeah. I think that sums it up and... Yeah, Again, and, just and do your research. Social, yeah, while social media, we are sitting here bashing it. It can be a great tool because that's how this slow fashion movement has, yeah. you know, taken on a lot of has gained a lot of traction and taken on a lot of um, followers. Yeah. Um, so if you're you're on social media. Go check out, you know, hashtag slow fashion, 
or, you know, look into the slow fashion movement on these different, you know, um, mm-hmm. social media outlets and internet outlets, and they might give you great information. I know I watch, you know, if I'm looking at a brand, yeah. I, I, I'm going to look it up on YouTube yeah. and see who is, you know, wearing it, who's talking about it. There's eco-friendly YouTubers that, like, will go and do all this effort to rate different clothing and, and, and you know, go and do the work for you, mm-hmm. you know. So use, use social media as, as a tool. Don't mm-hmm. don't be the tool that social media uses. You oh, know, I like that. Thank you. I you stole should. it um, from that movie, The Social Dilemma. Um, <laughs> I fully, I, I think they said something like exactly like that. I, I think it might have been word for word. So thanks to that guy um, from the movie, The Social Dilemma. Which Love is great. that. It was a great documentary. Well, that's another thing they can watch. But. Yeah. Okay, but thank you all for listening to another episode of The Angry Environmentalist, and I hope to see you back next week. And I want to apologize for being MIA last week. Um, oh my god, her voice I, just disappeared. It, it was literally, awful. Yeah, just, I, mean, I mean, it was I got great it for me, because I live with her. But. <laughs> You're so funny. You're so funny. <laughs> that was most sarcastic. I wish they could see your face when you said you're so funny. <laughs> you're so straight, funny. Your mouth is in a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, thank you again for coming and I hope to see you on next week's episode. Thank you, Taylor, for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming, Julia. Yeah, bye. I forgot to thank you.